the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls. We'll be talking about the Bible, and we'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. But before we do that, I'm asking you to pray for me. Pray for this next hour. Join me in prayer. Let's open the program in prayer and just uh, commit this time to the Lord. Let's just seek His His power, His grace, His mercy his presence. Well, God, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. I give you all the honor, all the glory, Lord. We desire, Lord, to to, to experience you tonight, to be in your presence, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished and done tonight, that you would use this next hour, Lord, for your glory, for your purpose, for your plan, to reach your people, Lord, with your word. Reach your people, Lord, with your, with your healing, with your power, with your mercy, with your grace, Lord, with a revelation of who you are. I just pray, Lord, that you would do all that you desire to do in this next hour, Lord, that you would bless your people, bless the listeners tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I am with you for the next hour Take to take your calls, pray for your prayer requests, answer your questions, to seek the Lord in, in whatever way you desire, in whatever way you need, whatever your needs are tonight. We want to put your needs before the Lord, whether it's a prayer request, whether it's something that's going on in your life and you need the, the power of God to intercede on your behalf. That's what we do. We seek the Lord on your behalf. And it says in the Bible that this is the confidence that we have before him, that when we ask, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he, we know that he hears us, we know that we have the request that we ask from him. You can have that, that, that confidence that you can seek the Lord tonight. The Bible says in, in, in Jeremiah 29, 12, that when you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. Let's seek the Lord with all our heart, with all our, our might, with all our strength. But you do that, you start by, by, by picking up the phone and saying, Sammy, let's pray. Sammy, what about this in the Bible? Or, or what's go, what, 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 what is it about this cult or that cult? Whatever is on your heart tonight, that's what we want to deal with. So call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you have a prayer request, if you have a need you want to put before the Lord, we want to pray with you. We want to pray for you tonight. If you have a Bible question, 
uh, something you want to ask about the, the Bible, about Christianity, about doctrine, theology, whatever's going on in, in your mind tonight, whatever topic you have, if there's something you want to seek the Lord on or ask, the, the, the answer to your question is in the Bible. So call in tonight. The number is one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, let's pray for your prayer request. Let's pray for your need. Uh, let's seek the answer to your question. So call in again. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We've got some uh, prayer requests already. We've got some uh, announcements. But before we do that, let's start taking some calls, and we're going to talk to uh, David. Hi, David. You're on the air. How, Hi, can Sam. We, how can we help you tonight? Yeah, um, I'm thinking about when Jesus rose rose up from the dead. He met with Peter, and he, he, he asked Peter if he loved him. He said, yes, Lord, you know I love thee uh-huh. three times. And he said, feed my sheep. Right. What does that mean, feed my sheep? I don't understand what that exactly what that means, feed my sheep. Well, he meant to take care of his people. You know, Jesus said, I have sheep. Uh, you know, I have many sheep. You know, he called himself the great shepherd. Uh, he's the good shepherd. Uh, he's talking about all of the believers. Okay. He, he's commissioning Peter to take care of the believers, to to nourish the believers, to with feed the word them. of God. With the, of course. Well, what else would you feed them with? You feed them with the word of God. He, we 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 thrive. We grow in the word of God. We grow yeah. in the revelation of God. So he's telling Peter, you know, Peter, you know, you're you're in charge. Take care of my sheep. And he told him three times. Take care of my sheep. Yeah, he did. You know, and you know the 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 impressive thing to me, uh, what I learned about that scripture, is you know he asked Peter, "Do you agape me?" Yeah. What, he said, "Do you love me?" He used the word agape. Do you agape me? And 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 that's the unconditional love, the the the, the ultimate love that there is, the, the the love that you know loves without requiring anything in return. And and Peter could only uh, 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 answer him with phileo. Yes, yeah, I right. phileo you. I, I I love you as a brother. I love you as a as a as a as a brother. And, you know, but but you know, he kept answering him in that in that respect. And then at the end, at the last time, the third time, you know, Jesus said, you know, uh, Peter, do you phileo me? You know, he said, you know, it was he, he came down to his to to where Peter was, and Peter was hurt. Peter got hurt. Yeah. Peter felt sad. But God loves us. He want and he wants us to, to to love him. He wants us to, you know. He was he was reminding Peter of of his of his disappointment. He was right, reminding Peter of how he failed. But he's saying, "You can come back, Peter. You can you can you can come back and you can uh, fulfill your destiny, fulfill oh. my will in your life." You know, and 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 that's what was so so right. impressive teaching, to me. Teaching and preaching and exhortation. Teaching, preaching, ex- ex- exhorting the word. It's what we want to do. We want to feed. God's people yeah, okay, with the true word of God, so that there would be, you know, you know, we we grow. You know, Paul says, you know, you you he 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 mentioned, you know, you 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 should by now be having the meat of the word, but you're still on milk. So we start off with milk, and then we grow, and we get to the meat of yeah, God's word. That's right. And that, and 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 that's not just head knowledge. It's not well, the that, bread of life and the living water. And it's not just head knowledge, David. It's not just learning what's in the Bible because you can know the Bible. I mean, the devil knows the Bible. He reads scripture. That's for sure. You know. But it's sure. it's we grow in the grace and the knowledge of who God is, the revelation of who He is, the that that personal relationship, growing in our personal relationship with Him, and letting Him, the Holy Spirit, reveal who He is. Amen. So that's what I believe. 
Well, that's very that really answers answers my question. So, oh. thank you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. God bless. Again, this is the Gypsy Christian Hour. This is a live program. We're here in studio waiting to take your calls and pray with you for your prayer requests. You can call in tonight at one 995 That's 1-888-995-5552. We're going to take some more phone calls in just a second. Joel, Vicky, uh, hold on. We'll, be, we'll, we'll, we'll get to you in just a second. I just wanted to, before we, we go any further, just to, to mention our Friday night meetings. We get together every Friday night uh, for prayer and worship, and we encourage you to come out and pray with us. Pray and worship and seek the Lord with us. Let's get before the Lord. Let's get before God in his presence. So inviting you to come out uh, on Friday nights, 8 o'clock at 805 North 1st Avenue. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Every Friday night at 8 p.m., we get together for prayer and for worship to seek the Lord, to be in his presence. So again, if you're looking for some place to be on Friday nights where you can just be before the Lord in his presence and lift up your prayers and lift up praise and worship and just seek the Lord and experience his presence, come and worship with us, 8 o'clock, Friday nights, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway into the Pasadena Arcadia area. Get off at Foothill. I'm sorry. Get off at Santa Anita Avenue. Yes, I said Santa Anita Avenue. Go north on Santa Anita Avenue, one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make a right, and then go one more block to First Avenue. Make another right, and we're right down the street on the corner of Forest and First Avenue. That's 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. But then uh, February the 10th will be a very special night. Uh, Frank Sontag, that you li- you hear him every, every uh, weekday uh, here on KKLA at 4 o'clock. He's on from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, on KKLA. Uh, he's uh, going to be coming out and he's going to be speaking uh, to us, for us. He's going to be bringing the word on February the 10th. This is uh, a men's meeting. So the men are, of our church, we want you guys to come out on February the 10th. We'll be getting together. Uh, we'll have the In-N-Out truck there from 6.30 to 8. And then 8 o'clock we'll be starting our, our service with Frank Sontag. He'll be the speaker uh, that night. So come out and uh, join us for a night of uh, worship. Uh, join us for a night for the word brought by our friend Frank Sontag from the Frank Sontag show here at KKLA. And that's going to be, again, February the 10th. So that's about two or three weeks from now. So mark your calendar and come out and be with us. We also want to remind you that we are on podcast, so you can uh, listen to these programs anytime you want. Tell a friend, tell a relative, tell somebody about the Gypsy Christian Hour, and they can listen to us at K, they can listen to this show at kkla.com, and then look for the podcast uh, page, and you can see us uh, and listen to us right there at uh, kkla.com, and then look for podcast. Something I haven't done for a long time, and I'm reminding you that we are a listener-supported program. If you'd like to make a contribution to help keeping us on the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can uh, make your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour and send it to the Gypsy Christian Hour at P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California. That's P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. And every th- anything you can send in will help. Uh, any contribution, big or small, will go directly to keeping us on the air, uh, keeping us here at KKLA. So uh, help us out, keep us going, and we appreciate that. And if you didn't get the address, don't worry. 
Uh, they'll give it to you before we go off the air again. So we got a board that's totally lit up, and we're going to get to some phone calls. And if you want to call in tonight, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live calls for your prayers and questions. Let's go to our phone and talk to Joel. Hey, Joel, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hey, um, um, thanks for being on the air tonight. I just want someone to agree with me and and pray for my family, for more connection, more clarity, and pretty much uh, ultimate, you know, cohesiveness in, in thought and in heart, just to be together more. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for Joel, and I pray, Lord, that, you know, Lord, you created us not to be isolated. You created us to be connected, to be connected with you and to be connected with others, Father. So I just pray, Lord, that there would be a connection, Lord, with Joel, Father, that, that, that he would be, that his mind would be open and sensitive to your Holy Spirit, Father, Amen. that you would lead him and guide him, that you would direct him, Lord, that he would have words of encouragement from you, Lord, words of confirmation of your will for his life, Lord, visions, and, and, and just, Lord that, Lord, that you would just fill his mind, Lord, fill his heart, Lord, with that connectedness to you. And then, Father, I pray that you would bring people into his life, Lord, that would connect with him, Lord. Lord, that, they would, that there would be strength and power, Lord. You said how good and pleasant it is when brothers work together in harmony. And I pray, Lord, that, that Joel would, would seek connectedness with those people, Lord, that will encourage him, Lord, and that will exhort him and build him up in the faith, Lord. So I just pray, Father, for Joel, that your perfect will would be accomplished in his life, Lord, for your glory and for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Joel. All right, Good night. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Vicky. Hi, Hello. Vic- Hi, Vicky. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yes, I just wanted to come into agreement uh, for uh, my left leg. It has a popliteal cyst on the back. It's kind of big. Oh. And my friend Marcus, he has spitting up blood from, I don't know if it's GERD or an ulcer or mm-hmm. what it is, but it hurts. Father, we pray for Vicky. We pray for Marcus, Lord. You know, Lord, every situation in their life. You know every every cell in their body, Lord. And I just pray, Father, for an outpouring of Your Spirit, for the from the for the touch of Your hand, Lord, that You would touch Vicky, Lord, that You would touch Marcus, and that You would heal them, Lord, and that You would cause everything to work correctly, Lord, in their bodies, Lord, that You would heal them, Lord, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, Lord, Lord, that all organs and all cells and everything lord would be work according to your purpose and your plan for their life lord that your glory would be seen through these healings lord lord that things would be done in their life lord that can only be explained by miraculous healing from a tremendous and awesome and mighty god so i pray lord for 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 vicky i pray for marcus lord that you'd heal them and that you'd be glorified in their healing in jesus name in jesus name amen, amen. Well, god bless you vicky you too thank you good night Right. Let's go to our next caller. We're going to talk to Myra. Hi, Myra. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Um, I have a question. Sure. Um, what happens to our loved ones, uh, as stated in the Bible, at, when they pass on? Well, it tells us in the Bible that to be absent, Paul tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, when, when, when a believer uh, passes from this world, they go home. They go home to be where their eternal destiny will be. 
they go home to be with the Lord. So the minute we close, you know, the minute we leave this world, the minute we, we, we leave this earth, you know, the minute we, we leave this body, we go into a place of paradise. We go into a place that's called heaven, where, where Jesus is and where there's eternal peace and comfort and, 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 and love and, and acceptance. So we're there with Jesus. But then uh, at the end of this age, we're going to be mm-hmm. reunited with our bodies and we're going to be resurrected. The Bible tells us in First uh, Corinthians 15 that in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be changed. We'll be uh, uh, taken from the corruptible to the incorruptible, from the mortal to the immortal. So we will be resurrected and we will be glorified just the same way Jesus was, was resurrected and glorified. And we will have glorified bodies for eternity. But the bottom line is we will be in God's presence in heaven with him. And we'll see them again? Absolutely, we'll see them again. You know, when we go to heaven, we'll see all of our departed relatives, all of our loved ones uh, that have gone before us. That's wonderful. Praise God. Thank you so much. Have a good night. God bless you, Myra. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Eric. And if you'd like to call in tonight, you can call in at 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, uh, call in and we'll pray for your prayer request. We'll pray with you. We'll talk about your question, your topic, whatever you want to talk about tonight. That's 1-888-995-5552. Our next caller is Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thank you. Uh, is, I, w- I have a question. Is there a sin that God cannot forgive? Yes, there is the unforgivable sin, and that is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. You know, the, uh, Jesus said that all manner of sin shall be forgiven except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of confusion about what blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is, possibly is. And, you know, he was talking to the Pharisees, and the Pharisees knew who he was. You know, when, yeah. you, when you look at Nicodemus in, in John, the third chapter, Nicodemus was talking to Jesus. He says, we know, we know that you're from God because nobody could do the things that you do unless he was sent from God. So the Pharisees knew that Christ was the authentic. Uh, he was authentic. He was sent by God, that, that, he, that he was uh, a prophet, that he was, uh, some of them possibly knew that he was the Savior, that he was the Messiah. But they knew that he was sent from God. But yet they said that the things he did was by the devil. So, so by ascribing what you know is what you know is a godly work, when you give the devil credit for that, that's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And what oh. it's the same thing is they, it's the rejection of Jesus Christ. The, of Jesus. Yes, when you reject Jesus Christ, knowing that He is the Savior, you know who He is. You know He's the Son of God, but yet you reject Him. A willful rejection of Jesus Christ—that's the unforgivable sin. So do you, I've, do you I've made a mistake and I said a bad word to the Holy Spirit two times, mm-hmm. but I've repented. Is that a blasphemy? No, no, it's I not said a, a cuss word. To no, the it's Holy a sin, but it's not a blasphemy. You, you know what I'm saying? It's not the—it's not the unforgivable sin. You know, okay. I have heard people. You know, anything you can repent from. You know, it's not a, it's not the unforgivable sin. You see, here's the thing: to, to have the unforgivable sin is the sin that you don't repent from. 
If you don't if you don't receive Christ, if you don't accept Christ as your Savior, then you've never repented, and God does not forgive when there's un, when there's unrepentance. Yes, okay. then the total rejection of Jesus Christ—that is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. That is the unforgivable sin. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, let me tell you something. If you're a Christian and you've accepted Christ, then you could never commit the unforgivable sin. You never, you can never blaspheme the Holy Spirit when you're a Christian. That's true. That's true. Does that help, Eric? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Armenian. Well, God bless you, sir. Thanks Thank for your you. call tonight. Thank you. I'm also being tempted by a demon I called before. Uh huh. Well, what do I you mean? Know. What do you mean you're being tempted by a demon? It's just, it's Satan. I'm being tempted by something. I don't know. I feel the temptation sometimes. Well, when we're tempted, you find an opportune time to tempt me. Yeah. Well, the, you know, James tells us there, there's besides uh, uh, demonic temptation and satanic temptation, there's also the oh. temptation of our own flesh. You know we're tempted. You know we're tempted when we're when in our weaknesses, those things that we want to do, that our flesh wants to do. So most times when we're tempted, we're tempted by our own flesh. But God gives us the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to resist temptation. You know it's not a sin to be tempted; it's a sin to give into temptation. So yeah. So let's just pray right now, Eric. So Father, I pray for Eric, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen him, Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, to ward off any temptation, Lord, to, to be able to resist any temptation, Lord, that might come from the world, might come from his flesh, or might come from demonic activity, Lord. But, Lord, I know that no weapon formed against us can prevail, Lord, when we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And we have that power. We have You are living in our life. You're living in our hearts. You're living in our bodies, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would give... Eric, to strengthen the power, Lord, to resist any temptation, Lord, and that you would be glorified through through his life in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, Eric. Three years ago, three years ago, I felt the love of the Holy Spirit on my body. It was a strong love. Amen. Well, we, 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 you know, God loves us. You know, we, 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 we yes. experience God's love through the Word. We experience God's love through faith and through the, the experience of the Holy Spirit. So God bless you, my friend. Thank you. God bless you, too. Thank Good you. Good night. Well, we have somebody who doesn't want to be on the air but wants to thank God for blessings given to her and for him to be with her and heal her body. So, Lord, I pray for this person in Jesus' name that you would continue to bless them and heal them for your glory. Amen. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to Linda. Hi, Linda. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Linda, you there? Okay, I'm going to put Linda on hold, and we'll continue to take some calls. If you'd like to call in tonight, you can call in at 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, you want to put something in the, before the Lord, you want to stand in the gap for somebody, or if you want to ask a question, uh, if you have a topic you, you want to ask about, just call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's talk to Camacho. Hi, Camacho. You're on the air. Oh, God bless you, boss. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm pretty blessed. Thank you. I have a quick question. Um, actually, I'm going through a trial right now, mm-hmm. and I've been in the, with God with, uh, for about eight years. 
But my question is, like I was telling the young lady, is how do are you calling to the ministry that you have right now? I know I have a special purpose in my life. No, say but, that again. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not following you. Say that again. You say you've been a uh, Christian I, for about a year. No, eight years. Oh, eight years. Yes, and I'm going through a trial right now, but I know it's, uh, it's in God's purpose. It's in God's plan. Uh-huh. But my question is, how are you? Uh, how are you calling to the ministry? I mean, what can, what insight can you tell me? Um, I know God's plans take a while to manifest mm-hmm. and to get our call and to, to get our calling. Mm-hmm. I know eight years is a it's a, it's a short time, but uh, I'm being patient. I know that's one of the things the Lord has been showing me. But my question is, is uh, how were you specifically were called? I mean, how long did it take? Uh, who actually uh do you have any mentor, mentors or stuff like that? And I, I'm going to listen to you off the air, okay? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, um, okay. I was called into the ministry almost immediately uh, after I had received the Lord. I received the Lord in 1977, and uh, the church here in Los Angeles, uh, the, the the Gypsy Church, the Romani Congari, uh, began uh, almost immediately uh, during that time. And I had been uh, called in the ministry to, to to help out in whatever I can. I, I started, you know, just worshiping the Lord, and I was brought into the uh, choir and started to serve in the church. Uh, my mentor was Pastor Safka. Uh, he was our pastor. He still is our pastor, and uh, was called in the ministry. But you know, being called into the ministry, God has His way of bringing you into the ministry. God has his way of revealing the gifts that he's given to you, you know. And if the Lord has given you a gift, use it. You know, if the Lord has given you the gift of singing, then 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 use that voice to glorify God in whatever way you can. If God has given you a gift of, of prayer, then pray for people. Help people pray. You know, it's so easy to say, hey, can I pray for you? Uh, what, what are your needs? Uh, or give a word of comfort. Give a word of encouragement. You know, study the Bible and, and share the word of God. But God has a way uh, of, of bringing you into the place that he wants you to be. He'll use circumstance. He'll use uh, uh, somebody to, 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 to encourage you, to, 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 to make a, a, a suggestion. Or so, you know, the pastor of, the, of your church will see the gifts. You know, uh, something that, that I heard once that, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, God calls, but he doesn't hire, he inspires you know, servants in the church shouldn't be hired. They should be inspired, inspired by the Holy Spirit, inspired by God to serve in different ways. So, you know, um, some people are called immediately, you know, once they're saved. Some people are called in, in a process, but everything is a process. You know, uh, we were we were a church for for ten years before we started the radio program, uh, we've been we've been on the radio now for for thirty years, uh, preaching the gospel. You know, and God has sustained this ministry for all these years. God God does His will His way on His time. So I just would encourage you uh, with that. Let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to talk to to Bruce. Hi, Bruce. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Well, I guess uh, Bruce is either holding on. I'm going to put Bruce on hold, and we'll take another call. We're going to talk to Lewis. Hi, Lewis. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? We're doing well. How are you doing? Good. Listen, I got a question for you. Besides being a reborn Christian myself, I, I work midnight in the morning, and I tune into your stations, and 
it's a wonderful program for people to call in to ask your prayer requests and also, you know, uh, suggestions or even biblical uh, questions. But uh-huh. I also listen and tune in and see and hear that a lot of people have health issues where you uh, offer a, a kind prayer, a spiritual prayer, but I also tune into a station myself in the mornings on the weekends at 7.40 a.m. here in L.A. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've heard of his name. His name is Dr. Bob Marshall. And you know, I've, I've, I've heard, I've heard Dr. Marshall, yeah, I've heard him speak. Yeah, so I was thinking that maybe it would be a good idea if you can also refer maybe uh, people that have, uh, you know, some kind of illness or medication needs where he can give them advice over the phone because he's available during the day, I uh-huh. believe, on weekends. Well, that, you know, the Lord hasn't has not led in that, you know, to give people to, you know, I, I'm here for spiritual encouragement. Sure. I'm here for a spiritual uh, sure. uh, ministry. And, you know, sure. uh, those are other professions. And, you know, I've heard sure. Dr. Marshall, he's a more of a health, sure. uh, health sure. he encourages. Her, well, it was just a, it was know. just a suggestion. Well, because well I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I listen to him and he has a 188, I mean, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, also 1-800 number and they can uh-huh. tune in at 7.40 a.m. on the weekend. Right. And they can call in if they have some kind of well, health issues that they might need. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate your suggestion, Lewis, and that's certainly uh, something to consider. All right? Sure. Not, uh, yeah, if you can say a prayer for me, my name is Luis. I live in oh. Glendale, oh. but I'm working from Hollywood tonight. Well, Father, I pray for Lewis, Lord. Lord, that you would that you would sustain him, Lord, that you would encourage him, that you would build him up, Lord, in what your, in your will, in your desire, in your purpose for his life, Lord. That, Lord, that he would just be blessed totally and completely, that there would be blessings, Lord, that he receives unknown from unknown places, from unknown people, from unknown origins, Lord. But we know, Father, where our blessings come from because the Bible tells us, where does my help come from? I look to the hills. My help comes from the Lord. Father, we look up to you now. We lift our prayer up to you for Lewis now, Lord, that you would bless him totally, completely, Lord, that every need in his life would be met, Lord, and that every prayer offered up to you, Lord, would be answered, Lord, for, for his well-being, Lord, physically, spiritually, and financially, Lord, in all areas, Lord. I just pray for Lewis, Lord, that you would bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you. It was just a suggestion. Oh, God bless you, and thank you for the suggestion. Uh, let's go to our next caller and talk to Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, God bless you. I just want you to know that I love your ministry, and I want to ask you this question with all my respect, because I think you can really give me the best answer I'm looking for. Um, you know when uh, Satan tempted Jesus after he was in the desert? Mm-hmm. Um, does it say in the Bible anywhere that he was tempted, that Jesus was tempted about his sexuality? or Because, you know, so many books go around about Jesus having a, a wife or mm-hmm. having... Uh, is there anything that Satan tempting tempted him? Well, here's the I thing. It, it tells us in the book of, um, I believe it's Hebrews, that he was tempted in all manners, in all ways. In every way that we're tempted, Jesus was tempted, but okay. he never sinned. He was tempted, but he never sinned. People get the, we get the wrong impression that, that because a person is tempted with something, that that's the sin. Well, it's not a sin unless you give in to that temptation. And, you know, Jesus, you know, Satan might have thrown, or he did throw every type of temptation there is. He threw it at Jesus, 
but Jesus was never tempted to give in. Jesus was never never fell into that trap. Jesus never fell into sin. We have a perfect Messiah, a perfect Savior. Jesus came onto a sinful earth, into a sinful world, and lived a perfect life. He never sinned. The only man who ever lived and never sinned. The perfect Amen. God, the perfect man. The, Jesus is the Theanthropus, the God-man. He is, he's, he's the only person who ever lived with two natures. The God nature, the, he had a divine nature, and uh, he had an earthly nature, a, a human nature. So mm-hmm. he was the perfect man who lived the perfect life and never sinned. So yes, he was tempted in every way, but he never gave in to temptation. He never sinned. So does that answer your question? And I believe it's in, I believe it's in, it's in Hebrews where he talks about the high priest how we have a high priest who can sympathize with all of our uh, uh, temptations because he was tempted in every way the way we are tempted, but he never sinned. Okay? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Let's take another call and talk to Linda. Hi, Linda. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hello. Uh, I, uh, I just lost my best friend. And, um, yeah, I believe he was a Christian. Yeah, I mean, you know, safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm just hurting really bad. Well, Linda, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry for, for your hurt. But Jesus tells us that, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And, Father, I just pray for Linda right now, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would that you would fill her, Lord, with your love and your comfort and your peace. Lord, that you would send your angels, Lord, to minister to her, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would encompass her, Lord, totally and completely surround her, Lord, that she would know your comfort, your peace, your mercy, and your grace, Lord, that you would comfort her knowing, Lord, that, 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 that you receive your children, Lord, you receive those who believe in you, Lord, into your perfect heaven, Lord, into your perfect peace, Lord, into the perfect rest, Lord, and that it's not a disaster, Lord, when somebody leaves this earth, it is a blessing, Lord. It's a loss for us who are remain here, Lord, because we're separated from those who have gone on to be with you, Lord. But it's the best thing that could ever happen, Lord, to leave this earth and be in your presence, Lord, to close our eyes here in this earth and open our eyes and see your face, Lord, and be in your presence. So, Lord, well, we thank you, Lord, for all those who go before us, Lord. We ask for your comfort, Lord, because we're left here in the pain and in the sorrow of losing those relationships of, of of being separated from loved ones lord so i just pray lord for linda right now lord that your angels would comfort her that your holy spirit would give her peace and mercy and grace father i pray all this in jesus name lord be her comforter as she mourns this this loss and this grief in jesus name amen amen thank you god bless you linda thank you good night Let's take another call. If you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Let's take another call and talk to Doris. Hi, Doris. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Yes, I was calling in for prayer for myself. I need prayer for in general, and I'm my sister lost her son a couple of days ago. I was asking prayer for her. Well, Father, we pray for Doris, and we pray for her sister, Lord, who lost her son. Lord, that you would comfort them that you would give them, Lord, the peace of God, the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. Lord, the, the world looks at us 
and doesn't understand how we can be joyful, Lord, how we can be thankful, Lord, when these things happen, Lord, when such such horrible things happen, Lord, to us, Lord. We still remain joyful and grateful in our God who is merciful, who's graceful, who gives us strength and power, Lord. And I first pray for, for Doris and her sister, Lord, that you would strengthen them, give them your peace and your comfort, and heal them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. God bless you, Doris. Okay, well, uh, if you'd like to call in, the number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We want to go to our message, and our, our, our message tonight, the title of our message tonight is Facing Our Giants. Facing Our Giants. You know, uh, and when I I was sharing this with some uh, some friends, and they said, well, you know, what does that mean to face your giants? And that's a good question. What does it mean to face your giant? We all have giants in our life. We have giants that we need to face. We have to face that you know we, we can't get away from. The giants are the temptations, the struggles, the problems, the addictions, the habits, and all those kinds of things that, that we all need to face, we all need to deal with, but we don't. So, you know, why don't we deal with this stuff? Why don't we deal with these giants? And the answer is just one word, denial. You know, uh, the definition uh, of denial in this context is a psychological definition, and it says this in Webster's Dictionary. A defense mechanism in which confrontation with a personal problem or with reality is avoided by denying the existence of the problem or reality. To be in denial is to avoid a problem, avoid a struggle, uh, avoid dealing with something by denying its total existence, that it's even there. You know, uh, refusing to admit the truth, it says. Refusing to admit the truth or reality of something unpleasant. And that's why we avoid these things. Nobody wants to deal with uh, uh, an unpleasant situation or something that, that, that that's harmful. You know, in this case, it's a patient in denial about a health problem. You know, if you just make believe it's not there, it'll go away. Well, that's not true. That's not going to happen. You know, we deny because we don't want to face our problems. We don't want to admit that they're there. You know, and the problem with that is when you do that, when you continue to deny that the problem is there, the problem only gets worse. You know, the problem doesn't get smaller, it gets bigger. You know, and this is the devil's way of keeping us trapped. We get trapped when we don't face up to the things that we need to face in our life, when we don't deal with the things we need to deal with in our life, when we just make believe they're not there. You know, when we uh, uh, deny their existence, when we don't re- uh, 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 just, just realize that they're there and they need to be dealt with, you know, the only way to be set free, you know, from these things is to admit they're there, admit it's a problem, and then surrender it to Jesus Christ. You know, get out of denial and bring things into the light, bring things into the truth. That's what Jesus is calling us to do. It says, look at this, John three nineteen says, This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. 
For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes into the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Another scripture is John 8.32 that says, Know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Bringing things into the light, bringing things into the truth will make us free. Bringing things out of the darkness. See, see that's, where, that's where the devil works, in darkness. That's where he works, in lies and in darkness. And Jesus is saying, bring the things that you're facing. Bring your giants into the light. Bring your giants into the truth. Face your giants. You know, we face our giants in truth and in light. In, we can face our giants in the truth and the light of Christ. We need to stop the denial. Stop denying and face the truth. Look at what the truth is. Look at what the scriptures say. What does the scripture say about this? What does the scripture say about that? We know what our giants are. We know what our problems are. We know where we're struggling. And we need to face them. Face them in the light of scripture. You know, the Bible talks about giants, and the Bible talks about giants and denial. You know, uh, one of the perfect examples is Numbers 13.25. It says, listen to this about Israel. You know, Israel, uh, they just came out of, uh, out of Egypt, and they're going to the promised land, the, promise, the land that was promised to them, the land that was flowing with milk and honey. So they get to the promised land, and they send in spies to spy out the, the country and see what's going on. You know, before they go in, they want to know what they're getting involved in. So they sent out these spies, and the spies now are coming back and says, when they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Thus they told him and said, We went into the land where you, where you sent us. And it certainly does flow with milk and honey, they said. And this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong. And the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Emelak is living in the land of Negev. And the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in the land are of great size. Another word is giant. It says, we saw the people, and they're giants. Another version uses the word giants. They're giants. There's giants in the land. There also we saw the Nephilim. The sons of Anak are part of the Nephilim. And we, we became like grasshoppers. We, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And so we were in their sight. We were like grasshoppers. So they're saying, we can't go in there. We can't, we can't take this land. That, that land is filled with giants. They didn't want to face the giants. You know, only Caleb and Joshua said, let's go in. God has given us this country. We're ready to do it. 
Only, only Joshua and Caleb had a good report. The rest of the people said, no way. They were in denial. We can't do this. We can't go up there. We can't take the land. And what did they do? They ran away. They ran away from their giants. They didn't face the giants in the land. They didn't face their problems. They didn't face their obstacles. They didn't go in there and, 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 and deal with it. They just ran away. And what happened? What happened because of their denial? What happened because they weren't willing to face their giants? They ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And these, this generation, they never entered the promised land. No, no one from that generation entered the promised land except those two, Joshua and Caleb, the ones that were ready to go fight, the ones that were ready to go face the giants. They're the ones who eventually entered the promised land. But everybody else wandered in the wilderness for 40 years until they, that whole generation died out. Remaining in denial. Staying in denial is like wandering in the desert. Wandering without a purpose. Wandering without a, 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 a destination. Just wandering in the, de- in the desert. That's what, being, that's what being in denial is all about. And Satan is happy to keep you in denial. Because if he can keep you in denial, he keeps you in the dark. If he keeps you in denial, he if he keeps you in denial, he keeps you in the lie of what he's telling you. He's telling you you can't. He's telling you it'll never be. It'll never happen. It's too big. It's too big a problem. It's too big of a giant. You can't deal with it. That's denial. That's the lie that keeps you in denial. It's like wandering around in the wilderness. Denial will keep you from your promised land. Denial, listen to that. Denial will keep you from the promised land. But when we're willing, when we're ready, ready to step out of denial, when we're ready to step into the truth, into the light of Jesus Christ, great things can happen. Things can change. Things will change. But you got to stop living in denial. You have to stop living in the dark. You have to stop making believe that these things don't exist, that they're not there. These things are there. And you know what they are. Each one of us, we all know where our struggles lie. We all know what problems we have. We all know what God wants to, to de- how God wants to deal in our life. You know, well, how God wants to change us, how God wants to transform us. You know, uh, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the world. How many of us are being more conformed to the world than transforming our world? You know, we're being more, we're becoming more and more like the world. And the world is, you know, God has called us to change the world, to be world changers, not to be conforming to becoming more like the world. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the world. Don't be like the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's where God is calling us. The transformation of our minds. Being more willing to face our giants. Being more willing to face our problems, our troubles. Face them in the light of Scripture. Face them in the truth of God's Word. Face them in the power of the Holy Spirit. And great things can happen. When you're willing to, to get out of denial, step out of denial, victory is available. You can live in that victory. And yeah, I know, I know it's not as easy as it sounds, but it's worth it. It's worth working for. It's worth acting on. We 
cannot live in denial of, 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 of Satan. Satan is denying us, denying you the victory that you so desperately want, that we all desperately want, and it's available in Jesus Christ. You know, the Israelites ran from their giants. They ran away, and, and they ended up in the wilderness for 40 years because they were in denial and weren't willing to face their giants. But there's another example of someone running to face his giant. There was a young man who didn't run away from the giant. He ran to the giant. You know, Samuel, 1 Samuel 17 tells us this. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. And they camped between Soko and Azekah in Ephes Damon. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array to encounter the Philistines. The Philistines stood on the mountains on one side while the Israel stood on the mountain on the other side and the valley between them. Then a champion came out from the armies of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That's approximately nine feet tall. This guy came out and he was nine feet, at least nine feet tall. This was a giant. It says, he stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel and said to them, why do you come out and draw up in battle array? Am I not the Philistine you and you servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to meet me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. And then again the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Then when Saul and all Israel heard these words from the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. They were afraid. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered in Soko. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see, where am I here? 17, what did I read here? 17.11. Let's go to 17.17. 17. Then Jesse... It says, you know, he's saying, you know, Goliath is coming out and he's taunting the Israelites, saying, you know, send somebody down here to fight with me. And they were, it says, they were, they heard this and they were dismayed. They were greatly afraid, greatly afraid. They were in denial. They, they, we can't do this. Who's going to fight this giant? He's nine feet tall. But we go further on in the story. And it tells us this, Then Jesse said to David his son, Take now for your brothers an epap of this roasted grain and these ten loaves, and run to the camp of your brothers. Bring also these ten cuts of cheese to the commander of their thousand, and look into the welfare of your brothers, and bring back news of them. For Saul and they are all men of Israel. They are at the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. So David arose early in the morning, and he left the flock. He left the flock with a keeper and took the supplies and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the circle of the camp while the army was going out in battle array, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines drew up in battle array in the army against army. Then David left his baggage with the care of the baggage keeper and ran to the battle line and entered in order to greet his brothers. 
As he was talking with them, behold, the champion, here comes Goliath again. The Philistine from Gath, named Goliath, was coming up in the army of the Philistines, and he spoke these words, these same words, and David heard them. And when all the men of Israel saw the man, they fled from him. They fled from him and were greatly afraid. They ran from the giant. They were in denial. They said they can't do it. They can't deal with this. The men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who's coming up? Surely he's coming up to defy Israel. And it will be that the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who were gathered there by saying, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away this reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God. The people answered him in accord with the word, saying, Thus it will be done for the man who kills him. You know, David's astonished. What's going on with these guys? Who? Why are you allowing this man to taunt Israel? Why are you allowing this to go on? What's going to be done for the man who kills this guy? And it says, When the words of David that David spoke were heard, They told them to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fall on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with the Philistines. Then Saul said to David, You are not able to go. Again, Saul's in denial. Here's more denial. Saul is in denial. You are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant was... Tending his father's, he goes on to to tell him about the the, the lion that he killed, about the bear that he killed, and how God was with him. It says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go, and may the Lord be with you. (laughs) Go and give it a shot. You know, may the Lord be with you. But, you know, Saul was 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 in denial. He didn't think David could do it. And then it says that David took his stick, in his hand, and chose for himself five smooth stones. And you know, there's such a story about these five smooth stones. You know, why five smooth stones? Why not just one? You know, that uh, some people think that uh, Goliath might have had, you know, four more brothers. So David wasn't just willing to go up against this one giant. He was willing to go up against five giants. You know, he's, you know he, was, he was willing to say, come on, Goliath, you know, bring it on. You know, he was willing to go against Goliath and his brothers. So he took five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch and his sling in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. So David went forward. And it says he went, you know, and he, he, he talked to, he it says, then the Philistines came out and approached David with the shield bearer, and David had a, a dialogue with, with this Goliath. And he said, and, and, and the Philistine, the, the, the Goliath said, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. And David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hand and I will strike you down and remove your head from you and I will give the dead... Body, and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky. And he goes on. 
You know, it says in the 48th verse, Then it happened, when the Philistines rose and came and drew near to meet David, that David ran quickly, and I love this, he ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand into his bag and took out from the stone, from it a stone and slung it. He slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead, and the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the ground. Thus David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and he struck the Philistine and killed him, but there was no sword in David's hand. David didn't shrink back from facing his giant. He was willing to face his giant and even more. He was willing to face that giant Goliath, and even if he had brothers, he was willing to face those giants. And it says more something else. There was no sword in his hand. David didn't have a sword. He had a, a stone, a stone that was smooth, that, that flew through the air without resistance and landed where it on its intended target to kill Goliath to bring down the giant. David didn't shrink back. He ran, and he ran quickly. He could do this because his confidence wasn't in himself. His confidence was in God. You come to me with sword and spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. If and when we trust in God and his strength, then and only then can we face our giants. Whatever your giant is, and we all have them. Face it. Don't deny it. Don't deny the existence of the giant. Too many Christians are denying that they have a problem. You know, uh, the old the old adage, you know, uh, the drunk says, you know, I don't have a drinking problem. I, I drink, I get drunk, I fall down. No problem. That's denial. Don't deny that there's a problem. We all have problems that we all need to deal with. First John says this, If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we continue on the road of denial, the giants in our lives will only get bigger and bigger. But if we get off the road of denial and we start walking the path of truth and light, we can face our giants and defeat every one of them in the power of a mighty God who has already given you and me the victory. Yes, he's already given you. He's already given me the victory. He's given us the victory over our giants, but we need to start walking in that victory. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Allow him, let him fill you with his strength and give you the victory that he already won on the cross. Well, as you can hear, the music's playing and our time's out. It goes by so fast. Well, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed this, this message. I hope you'll listen to it again on podcast and allow the Spirit of God to move in you. Father, I just pray for your Spirit to move upon us. Move in us, Lord, and give us strength and power to face giants and defeat giants because you're the one who's defeated them already. Lord, I just pray for each and every listener, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Don't forget about February the 10th with Frank Sontag at the church in Arcadia. Next week, we'll be right back here preaching and praying and seeking the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you, and good night.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.